Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And, and this, this is, is The Art of, of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. The gang is back. Here we go. We're back together again. Season three. Season three. That's right. We're leveling up. We were going through this new season layout, Brad, and it was so fun to kind of think about what we're going to be doing, the cocktails we're going to be trying and tasting and making. And we've come a long way from our first season. We've really grown together. And I think that this might be, I say it every episode, this might be my favorite season just because I feel like now everyone has such a a good foundation that now we can really build and start playing and making some moves here with some flavors. Yeah, I got to tell you, when we started this season one, Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, we were in the throes of this this time last year thinking, oh, we'll, we'll release in June. And I think we ended up actually releasing in the beginning of August mm-hmm. because I think we had to re-record because we were recording everything on Zoom. <laughs> and then, you know, our producer's like, yeah, nah, that sucks. Yeah, so the audio <laughs> yeah. isn't good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got you to gotta maybe sign up for like some actual video type yeah. software and... If you're going to do it, do it right. Remote recording studio. Yeah. So, and and by the way, go invest in a microphone. So (laughs) anyway, so here we are. I think each season and even every episode, I think we kind of get a little bit better and better. The feedback has been great. And for Mm -hmm. those of you who have left us feedback, thank you. For those of you who haven't, leave us a rating and leave us a review, whether you're listening on Apple or you're listening on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. But we, we definitely... Love the feedback and come check us out at the Art of Drinking podcast yeah. on the Instagram and talk to us there and give us your suggestions and your ideas because I will tell you that it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. When people do that, it, it's not just about us talking to each other. It feels now like we're talking to an audience. Yeah. And even in this episode, we're going we're gonna to call a few folks out and we plan to throughout season three. That's what I was going to say. I mean, we've had some people comment, whether it's on Instagram or emails or on the website, which by the way is joinjewels.com slash podcast. We've had some people reach out requesting some cocktails or a specific bottle. And guess what? You asked. We listened. We're going to be doing that this season. So any requests that came in, we're, we're hoping to get through them all. 
which is really exciting. And something about this season too, and like our last season, I remain committed, and Jules, I know you do too, (laughs) to helping people reuse the stuff that we asked them to go buy Mm -hmm. in previous episodes. So this season's going to be no different. And we are going to go back and revisit the alcohol that you purchased in some of the uh, peripherals (laughs) that we asked you to purchase as well. And we're also going to introduce some new stuff. And that's the name of the game is just to continually kind of introducing more things to your bar, letting you slowly build that bar. And for those of you who are maybe new to this season or haven't followed every episode or built your bar up along the way, this episode's all about the setup and what do I need to buy this season? If you've been with us, you'll recognize a lot of the alcohol and it's probably already in your bar carts. Probably not your cart by now. You've got a cabinet. And if not, you can buy all this stuff at once if you want, or you can just kind of go along as we release each episode. We are going to give you the ingredients you'll need as well mm-hmm. as the recipe in the episode description. You're going to find out how to make it. So you have a visual of how that's being made on the Art of Drinking podcast on the Instagram. I say the Instagram. On the Insta. Mm -hmm. (laughs) On the Insta. Sounds a little chooky, doesn't it? Oh my God. (laughs) Here we go. Zingers. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Chooky. Just learned that one. But you also, you know, you can go to the uh, Jules's website too at www.joinjules.com and and see how we're uh, making these drinks. I love that you included the W's just in case people forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In case you don't know how to use the internet, (laughs) there's a www dot. Make sure you get the dot in there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Brad, you said it perfectly like we do every season at the beginning Top of the season, we do a setup episode. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Here's what you're going to need slash you should already have. We're not going to give too much away about the cocktails we're doing this season because we want it to be a fun surprise. But I think with some of the bottles you'll be buying, you might have a good idea. But before we even get into that, Brad, I thought it would be fun to kind of go back and talk about some viral drinks just to just to get your thoughts on some of the viral drinks that are out there before we go into the drinks that we're going to be doing. Have you made any viral cocktails? Here's the thing about viral cocktails. It's all about who you trust. Mm-hmm. I've been burned many times Oof. making a drink because somebody said, this is how you should make the drink. And then you try it and you're like, God, that sucks. Yeah. So I don't necessarily follow the viral trends. Now, there are things that I have made inspired by, as an example, Thirsty Whale, right? Yeah. He did the clarified chartreuse swizzle. Yes. And I went and I made that clarified chartreuse swizzle. And let me tell you- That's an investment. That was an investment, but I trusted him because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by and large, I kind of find generally he's he's right. And he was, this was a great drink. And then with that, I was like, well, hey, what if I made a clarified painkiller? And we talked about that Mm -hmm. a few episodes ago when we were talking about these clarified cocktails or maybe we talked about the painkiller, but I made a clarified painkiller and oh my freaking God, that- should be viral if it's not by now. But otherwise, I kind of, I, I I make what you make because I trust you because I know you try everything before you put it out there and you don't want to put out a crappy product. It's true. And the Clarified really, I mean, I think there's still a moment for Clarified cocktails, but man, I feel like a couple months ago, they're just those just came burning, barreling mm-hmm. through, which I'm not mad about. But I think everyone by now has heard about the Parmesan Espresso Martini, which... We've talked about that, and I think we will talk about that a little bit more. Brad, have you tried it? I don't get it. I don't get it. No. (laughs) I mean, 
I don't get it. I think it has like, to do with salt. Are you salt. looking for salts? Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. There's there's cheaper ways. Yeah. And less well, less labor intensive ways to. Okay. But you know, hey, look, Jules, I haven't made it, so I'm sitting here armchair quarterbacking what what ought to happen. Your yeah, your you belief made it, right? system. What do you think? Yeah, I did. Okay, so. Viral cocktails, espresso martini, Parmesan is on there, of course. But I think if you want to even go a little bit deeper into what's viral about it, obviously it's the fact that it's cheese in a cocktail. But I think when you break it down, it's salinity in in yeah. cocktails. It's adding salt. And I have been seeing, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about bartenders at the best mixology joints in New York City. People have been making cocktails with pinch of salt or saline solutions for years and years and years. However, I think when it comes to online cocktails, it's gaining this popularity because I've been seeing a lot of salt being in cocktails. I also have started to add a little bit of cracked pepper, freshly cracked pepper. And so I think oh, it's really? that. Oh my. oh my God. I really? made a um, I made a strawberry rye martini and I put cracked oh. pepper on half of a strawberry. So when you smell, when you go yeah. to take a sip. I oh can see God. that working. Yeah. Okay. So I would, I would like break it down into, yeah, the Parmesan espresso martini was viral, but I think if you want to even dive deeper into it, it's about salt. And then I went so far as to add pepper. So I think salt and pepper are having a moment right <laughs> salt now. Salt and pepper's here. Yeah. Salt, 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 salt. Sorry. <laughs> That's going back to my roots. Yeah. Brad, don't <laughs> age yourself on Hold here. Hold on. Do you even know what song that was? No, but I know salt and pepper. <gasps> it's the... Mm, eh, 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 yeah. Eh, mm, 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 okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, moving on. Oh, baby, baby. All right. You know. Yeah. So, hey. You know the salt thing. I got to tell you. And again, shout out to Caitlin Stewart here of Likeable Cocktails. Mm-hmm. She said, "Put a pinch of salt in there." And then also, we talked to Alyssa Dunn, who we've got an episode coming up with her this season. Formerly the badass bartender, and now, now she's going to be Hell Queen. Hell Queen cocktails. Yeah. yeah. And she confirmed, and I had already tried it that putting salt in the drink, like it's just Changes. that next level thing. So it's like food, got, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It makes sense. Like they they say bitters, they're the salt and pepper for cocktails. And truly they are the seasoning mm-hmm. for cocktails. And they make they can turn they can turn a cocktail around, I think yeah. in some cases. In a lot of cases actually. But adding the salt, it was like, holy crap, that's not a bad thing. Totally. Now they used to, and here's the thing about salt. Fun fact. Ooh. Tecate. They started like the, the beer? Uh, salt, yeah, the Tecate beer. They okay. started the salt on the beer thing and they mm. would put salt on the rim of their cans and serve it with lime. I think the lime was either maybe an adaptation later or maybe it came out with Tecate because Tecate owned an aluminum factory and they would make canned beer and there was the taste of aluminum in the beer Ooh. and the salt would mask the flavor. So salt oftentimes masks things in a cocktail. It can make bad spirits taste a little bit better, but that doesn't mean it doesn't elevate a cocktail. Yeah. And so I will say that this salt trick, I'm throwing it in everything right now and it's game changing. So I can see why the Parmesan espresso martini works because you've got salt and dairy, truthfully, and the dairy gives you the mouthfeel mm-hmm. like a clarified cocktail would. It just, it just, it felt like a lot of effort to me, but I, I guess I, I should... Try making one and then yeah. I mean, hey, season three, we're we're not veterans yet, but we're we have some cocktails under our belt. So I think that this, I mean, hey, (laughs) but I think for the majority of us, we can all agree that 
it's okay to try viral cocktails. And if you're setting up your home bar, a lot of times we're gonna give you the tools so you have what you need in case something goes viral again, yeah. which Brad, I it's not a viral cocktail, but I beg to differ. And I want it to be the cocktail of the summer. I'm bringing it back, the French 75. Yeah, that's not a, that's not bad. That's not oh, what I bring back. I've been, I've been ordering it at the bar now. When I go out, I went to a nice dinner last night. I was like, uh, it wasn't on the menu. Can I have a French 75? Would you like that with Prosecco or Champagne? And I said, oh, all right. Champagne, you know sir. Champagne, <laughs> always. Here's always. the thing about the French 75. And I, and I got to tell you, I was a little tepid with my response to that. It's actually a hell of an idea. And the reason is, is that one, if you haven't had a French 75, go get a proper French 75 and get it from mm -hmm. a good, good place that makes a good one. Or go listen to our French 75 episode. Yes. Because we made great ones. <laughs> and I will tell you that every time I have made a French 75 for somebody, they say two things to me. One, wow, that's a delicious cocktail. And two, I didn't know I could like gin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a gin yeah. changer. That'll change it your is. mind on gin. Yeah. If you've got a bottle of gin, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. If, as long as it's not in a plastic bottle and it's not some really crappy low yep. buck gin. And if you've got some X like Hendrix Neptune, that might be a little odd in a French 75. But then again, I don't know, maybe not. But as long as it's not over the top in one direction, like flowery yeah. or another, put it in a French 75. I'm telling yeah. you, that is just such a great cocktail. Totally. What else you got for the summer? So I also think that which I know is kind of crazy. I think a trend that I've been seeing, and I'll leave us with this one, and then we can get into the rest of our season. But I think the one thing I've started to see is caviar. And I think that those are going to go into like this really interesting dirty martini. Ooh. Yeah, I noticed there's another drink creator, <laughs> Drinks by Evie, and she did a caviar bump and you take a sip of your dirty martini. And I've been seeing that. So I think that there's going to be salty. something with oh, dirty. God, the brine in there, yeah. Yeah, so I think that there's something to be said about yes. dirty martinis and this experience around a dirty martini. I think dirty martinis are back to being the it drink again. And I think we're going to see it evolved in the experience in this year, coming into coming into fall. Let me tell you what I did. Okay. I took a vodka and I took a gin. Mm -hmm. I didn't put them together separately. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I took a vodka and I infused it with olive oil. Oof. And I did the same thing with a gin. Mm. And let me tell you, that takes dirty martini to a whole new level of sophistication mm -hmm. to which you don't even really need to add the brine, but I bet you a caviar yeah. bump on the backside of that vodka, olive oil infused dirty martini would be now you're so talking. good. Oh my God. Damn. Yeah. Hey, get your wallet out because that's not going to be a cheap <laughs> no. one. <laughs> no, I know we're in a recession. However, yeah, it might be worth, I, isn't that funny though? It's so funny. I feel like all of these things are happening and then caviar is trending. And I'm like, okay. Totally. Yeah, the <laughs> well, government's trying to slow down spending and people yeah. are like, let's make drinks with caviar and mm -hmm. then we'll get solid gold martini glasses. Perfect. Just keep it coming. Uh, yeah. yeah, so th that's kind of what I think. So I think now that we're on season three, we can kind of start to level up our drinks. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared. Brad, I'm talking to you, and I guess everybody else who who might also be scared to try viral drink trends. 
If you think that there's potential, I say try it. If you think it's disgusting, which some of them are, maybe stray away. But like the Negroni Spagliato was a trend and thank God it was because it's a delicious cocktail. But try it what you like. Uh, okay, I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'll try some viral drinks, but again, I'm going to trusted resources or trusted sources because it's just, I don't know. I'll go, I guess, you know what? Why am I? I got a big liquor cabinet. I guess I try to untrusted resources. Too, That's what I'm saying. Whatever. You know, I think also we're doing mocktails this year, right? We we're going to do an episode on mocktails. So you will do the mocktail. I will probably talk about how you can add alcohol to it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm okay. Kidding. I'll come up with mocktails. So this episode, we talked about some viral cocktails. We talked about kind of where you can find all of our information. We're now going to go into the bottles we're going to need to buy because if we know anything, we want to set you up with the tools for success. But then, Brad, at the end of this episode, so stick around, I kind of want to talk about, we had some questions come in. Someone asked, what are three cocktails to have on a cocktail menu on hand if you have people over for the weekend? So stick around for those because I feel like we have some really well, good answers for that. I also have another one because I, I pulled one out oh, from great. the Oh, great. I'm on the spot. I know. Sorry. I, hot, <laughs> hot, hot change. So we'll talk about those three cocktails. But also, Blonde Bookworm mm -hmm. asked, hey, I got a bar cart, small space. What should I put on my bar cart? And it's really apropos because after we talk about all the things that you'll need this season, yeah, it's like, Rudy, what do you, what do you want on your bar cart when somebody walks in your house and you don't have a pre-made cocktail for them? Like, you know, what do you, what do you want that bar cart to look like? So we'll talk about that too at the end. Yeah. All right, All that right. sounds good. Let's cool. get into uh, the bottles. All right, Brad, we are going to give everybody, like I said, the tools for success. I do like you to take this off. I, I think sure. you kicking this off is great just because you are going to go through legit the right way. I go off script. So who knows if mine changes based on like a new bottle I've got, but I feel like you are most likely to stay in line. I, I will disclose, and Brad, I'm sure you will too at the end of this episode. If we miss something, don't worry. We'll let you know at the beginning of every episode if there's a bottle that we didn't mention in this setup episode, but we are going to try to give you all of the tools as best we can. So Brad, with that, I'll let you kick it off. Cool. And yeah, and here's my commitment. Everything I'm about to say, we will use. So I may mm -hmm. add stuff and Jules may add stuff later, yeah. but we will use the things we're about to talk about. So trust. I'm going to give you some specifics on a few of the bottles. Yeah, I have some bottles I want to share too with like yeah. specific names just to, you know, have fun and go buy them if you want them. For sure. Yeah, because there's an infusion that I want people to make. Ooh. So you need to know what I'm working with here. I should have added that in a trend of this summer. I think infusions coming in hot. For sure. Like that olive oil infused vodka. Yes. So trust. All right. Bet you will use these. Yeah. Here we Fact. go. Fact. No caps. <laughs> so here's what's new. No cap. Here's what's new. Diplomatico aged white rum. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you to go get this because in next week, next, <laughs> easy for you to say, next week's episode, mm -hmm. we are going to use it because what you're going to do with it between now and next week is you're going to infuse that with pineapple. Mm. So go get yourself some Diplomatico white rum. Go get yourself a couple of ball jars or big containers that you can seal because you're going to take that entire bottle of rum and that whole fresh pineapple and you're going to cut it into chunks and you're going to put those chunks in a jar and you're going to fill that jar over the top 
of the pineapple chunks with rum. So just evenly distribute the pineapple between the two jars and make sure you've got enough rum to cover the pineapple in both jars. Then you're going to seal it and you are going to put it in the fridge for five days. One, two, three, four, five. Then you'll also need next week some Casa Artista Kalani coconut liqueur. Mm. Now the coconut liqueur is important here because it's not a full 80 proof. It's like a 20 percenter low ABV liqueur, which is going to add flavor to your drink next week. Mm -hmm. We've got pineapple and the flavors in there and now we've got coconut flavors. I'll let your imagination run, but you can probably figure it out here pretty soon. Question for you, Brad. We're talking infusions. Do you think you could get like a vodka or a Everclear and get fresh coconuts and crack open the meat of the coconut and let it infuse for five days? Absolutely. The the meat, you'll probably want to let that infuse because it's pretty dense. Yeah. That might be a three-weeker. Oh, okay. You know? Wow. But if you're going to make a liqueur with that, the, the thing about the liqueur is it's a low ABV. Mm-hmm. And so, plus it's it's got a little bit more of a heavy, it's heavier, right? So okay. it has a little weight to the drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, and you're welcome, Andrew Argentieri. I hope I said your last name right. It certainly seems good. like that would be yeah. it. But gosh, it really, I wish my last name was Argentieri. You asked for Falernum drinks, brother. We got Falernum <laughs> drinks. So... We're going to use some Falernum this year. This year? This season. <laughs> well, you know, technically. And then you're going to go get a 151. Mm. But I'm going to call it a Lemon Heart Demerara 151. This has been aged and so it's dark. Don't go getting like the light clear 151 because either way, it's going to burn the hair right off your eyes. And by eye, I guess those are eyelashes. Who has hairy eyes? God, that would be gross. So that's potent stuff, but you use it in small quantities and it's, it's great in a drink. This one is Lemon Heart 151 Demerara Rum. And then we're going to go get Cachaça. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the spirit of Brazil. Yeah. Go get yourself a nice bottle of Cachaça. All right, here's what stays the same this season. So we're going to use dark rum, which is just aged rum. That's not gold rum. Mm-hmm. Gold rum is is can be colored. So we're going with dark rum, which is an aged rum. We're also going with Jamaican rum. And Jamaican rum is also typically darker because it's also been aged, but there ain't no funk like a Jamaican funk. It's true. And Jamaican funk is very, very unique. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if a drink calls for Jamaican rum, you don't sub in anything no, else. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Good tip. Yeah. And then we're also going to have gin. Okay. Of course. Of course. Of course. Tequila. I like a Reposado. Maybe you want to put a little Blanco in there too. We'll have brandy because you know what? Brandy needs a place in our liquor cabinets, folks. And it's for whatever reason, it's fallen off the bar cart. It's because our great grandmothers sipped an apple brandy in a little glass and and were scarred. By the way, I mean, there's nothing more American than apple brandy. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, that's like, that's what we drank back like when we first landed on Plymouth Rock. And I think Laird's is a really good brand for that. Laird's Applejack. Oh, yeah. You betcha. We're going to bring it. You're going to want some scotch. And we talked about that in the first season. You're going to want chartreuse. We talked about that from last season. Now I know there's been a chartreuse shortage. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, chartreuse is starting to show back up on shelves, but it's spotty. So if you see it, buy it. And I'm going to apologize now. Because if you haven't purchased it already, 
it's gotten expensive. So yeah. I think it's like $74 a bottle, I but know. it's 110 proof. So it's literally like almost two bottles. So yes. think about think about it that way. I like, so I like buying, that. you know, yeah, 70, $37 a bottle. Let's put it that way. You're just going to buy it. Perfect. Right, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're going to also use coffee liqueur. We talked about that in the espresso martini. And hey, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the espresso martini again this season, but we put a twist on it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, There's more than one way to slice this tomato, if you will. Right. While we're at it, you're also going to see a repeat on the old fashioned. How can you know? That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah, That's okay too. Especially because we did the Wisconsin old fashioned. Yeah. And we could literally do an old fashioned every season. It's true. And do a lot of different ones. Totally. So we talked about coffee liqueur. You're going to use some Aperol this season, which we talked about last season. God love Aperol. We are going to talk about cherry hearing, which we remember from the Singapore Sling episode when we talked to Devin from Liba Spirits. And then Campari, you know Campari, probably still sitting around from your <laughs> liquor cabinet, unless you're Jules, you've gone through seven or eight bottles by Literally, now. yes. We talked about that in season one. And I think, because we talked about this with the paper plane, didn't we talk about Amaro in the paper plane? So you might, we'll have a spot to talk about Amaro's too. Yeah, that feels good, Brad. Yeah. I have some bottles I want to recommend throughout this season that I think are really fun. Brad, you touched upon... Rum and my favorite, and I think it's really easy to find, is the Appleton Estate Jamaican rum. Mm. And that to me is like chocolate sauce on vanilla bean ice cream. I mean, that's, I can that's put, a good one. Yeah. Oh man, I put it on everything. So I love that. But I also have been really loving 10 to 1 rum. I think that's a really great brand. They have a white and a dark, both great. I never tried that. Yeah, they're a great brand. But I will also recommend, you know, Brad, and I know everyone who has stuck around since episode one knows that if I do not have Aperol at my bar, something is wrong and I need help. But I will say I'm starting to step into a broader scope, if you will, for aperitifs. And there's a wide world of aperitifs yeah, and, and there's a lot more coming out, which is fantastic. So Capaletti is a great brand. Selecto Aperitivo is another one. Faccio Brutto is another one. I think even there's a California brand out here too. And so don't be scared if you see next to the Campari and the Aperol some other brands. I actually had a Campari tasting with three other and the Campari. And there's some brands out there that are just so different in the aperitif space. So don't be scared to kind of branch out in in the aperitif world and just start finding some new fun bottles to play with. And like Brad said, hey, not all of you guys are going to want to make mocktails. But if you are, and I know we're going to dedicate an episode. You are. You can always add alcohol. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's true. And I <laughs> and and for this podcast, I wanted to make a mocktail episode that can also be a cocktail because we're going to be using a alcohol alternative spirit. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to recommend one of my favorite brands. And I think it's one of my favorites because there's so many options. It's called Ritual Zero Proof. They have a rum, they have a tequila, they have a gin, they have a whiskey, and they just came out with an aperitif alternative. So they have such a wide variety, which makes it really fun for the mocktail lovers out there. Last thing I really want to add, Brad, Bradley, can you believe it? I'm adding 
a specific scotch. Glen Fittick scotch. I'm so proud. I know. I could <gasps> not. I had it in a spritz. <gasps> And my life That's is my girl. I know. I know. I feel like uh, I feel like I've graduated. I feel like I've graduated. And the Glen, I will say, if you were like me and you don't like it, I'm going to share some cocktails with Scotch because uh, my life was turned upside down when I finally had really great floral. Even I would go so far as feminine cocktails with Scotch. Oh my mm. God, they were so good. And I will say the the brand I had was Glen Fittick. And even I I've had Monkey Shoulder too. The Glenn Fittick is my favorite, and I think it's it was it. No, I know it is the one that got me into the Scotch category. So I'm excited to really play with that this season. So for all the Scotch lovers out there, especially you, Brad, I'm excited to open up this new chapter in our lives. Well, that is just I know so great. But that that's really it. I think the only other thing, which I mean, come on, we already know, is gotta have mezcal on your bar card if you're joining Jules and Uncle Brad. Gotta have mezcal. You found scotch. I found mezcal. Mm-hmm. Look yeah, at we've us. We've been dating for a while now. Yeah. Look it's at been, us. It's been good. Oh, this is a really exciting time. Yeah, we've been hanging out. <laughs> yeah. In the mezcal. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's that's really Don't what you're scotch. gonna need. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. I feel like I'm cheating on mezcal. So. Oh well. There are your bottles. That's folks. okay. I've, I'm I'm showing mezcal a good time right now. Okay. Great. Let's uh, move on to the next section, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we are going to round out this episode. We've given you the bottles you're going to need, where you can find all of our deets, and some fun viral cocktails to try. I want to end this episode with a couple of questions that we got while we were away in between season two and now. Brad, I'm going to kick it off with the, because you really threw a curveball at me with the second question, but I'm going to kick it off with the one question that I'm I'm ready to go for, which is three cocktail menu drinks to have ready. And this is a very fun question because I do think if you're going to invest in being a home bartender and you're going to invest in these bottles, it'd be nice to have a couple on hand that you just know without even having to open up Instagram or or look in a book. And I would hope by now, if not, don't don't think I'm going to scream at you, but I would hope by now, you know, we know the Negroni, we know the old fashioned, we know dirty martinis or dry martinis. We we kind of have those down, right? And I think once you have the classic down after a while, it, it can get boring. It's like, I want to make a cocktail that I know is going to taste like a cocktail bar quality cocktail. And I have three that I think are great to have on your list. And 
they're pretty in line. They are pretty similar, which is great because then you don't have to go and buy multiple juices or things like that. So I digress. Here are my three cocktails I think you should have on your cocktail menu. I think you should have a cold rush because it. if you love bourbon and you want a little sweet and you want it shaken, this is a great, great, great cocktail. And again, I'm going to have these cocktails laid out on our website, joinjewels.com slash podcast. We'll have them outlined with the recipe specs. But a Gold Rush has bourbon, lemon juice, and a honey syrup. So we talk about the Gold Rush this season. Yeah. And it's a really good cocktail, really easy to make. Once you get those measurements right, I mean, super awesome. So I recommend having a Gold Rush. I also recommend, and Brad, like the French 75, the Tom Collins, I think, is also a great cocktail if you're trying to get into gin. Yes. It's a great, great, great cocktail. For those of you who don't know, it's gin, lemon juice, simple syrup topped with club soda. It's a fantastic cocktail. You could even do a, a lemon and cherry taco if you want to garnish. That's the classic <laughs> garnish. And then I will leave you with the challenge of all challenges for anyone who wants to be a home bartender, which is why it's a great cocktail menu item for your home bar which is a classic daiquiri. And that is white rum, lime juice, and simple syrup. And I think having those will set you up for a delicious, tasty night. I think those are three cocktails that are definitely something that everybody should be ready to make. And the only thing I would add to that, the only thing I would add (laughs) is, look, if you're making a Tom Collins, you might as well add a French 75 in there. You should be ready to hand everybody that walks through your door, especially if you're entertaining, a French 75, because that is the perfect Perfect. starter cocktail. Mm -hmm. Perfect starter cocktail for the evening. It's super approachable. Yeah. Tom Collins, great, light, refreshing drink. Nailed it. Gold Rush, my God, we're going to talk about that. That's a fantastic drink. And a daiquiri. We taught the world, I feel like, in season one yeah. that daiquiris don't suck and they're not no. that frozen concoction BS that comes out of like some swirling machine at a bar. Yep. It's an actual elegant drink. I have a buddy online. He goes by not just a bartender. And he said that his deathbed cocktail would be a daiquiri. Oh, so it, we're not taking it lightly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy I actually play pickleball with. Pickleball. Yeah, he's a he's a rum guy. He likes rum, or at least that's what his fiance told me. So shout out Aaron. I'm like, if he's not drinking daiquiris, he needs to listen to like that episode on the daiquiri yeah. and learn how to make a proper daiquiri. Because man, if you're into home bartending, it'll it'll change your whole perspective if you've never had a daiquiri the right way. Yeah, it should open your eyes to the fact that all the drinks that you've tried and hated throughout your life because somebody made it poorly or you used bad alcohol, just take several seats and we'll educate you on, on the new way and a better way. Yep. Okay. What are yours? No, that's it. I was just going to add the French 75 to that. Oh, wow. That's, that's okay. all I'm going to add. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I want to move on to this question that I saw actually just before we started recording, which is why you got the, the curveball. Okay. <laughs> so the blonde bookworm asked us on our Instagram page, how do I build a spar cart? And she, I think she said she had like a small space, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you what you want to build your bar cart with. So this is different than your liquor cabinet, right? When you say bar cart, I think somebody walks into my house, they look at my bar cart, I pour them something that's on the rocks or super simple to make. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting a ton of effort in here, right? Right. Okay. 
If you wanted to shake drinks, then yeah, sure. Put a Boston shaker, 2818, 10 on 10. Look, you're going to use that shaker anyway. So go get yourself a Boston shaker, 28 ounce, mm-hmm. 18 ounce, 10 on 10. Not a bad idea to have that on your bar cart. And if you want a mixing glass on there, by all means, put that on your bar cart too. If you don't have the space, then go in the cupboard just fine. It could also go in the freezer, by the way. Oh, yeah. If totally. you have the room for, you know what I mean? Yeah, why not? You're going to want a Hawthorne strainer and you're going to want a fine mesh strainer because I do believe in double straining certain cocktails too. if you're shaking them. Especially daiquiri. Right. And you know what? You just, you'll need this stuff. Of course, you're going to want a bar spoon, right? On your bar cart. You are going to want a jigger. Now, if you can find a jigger that looks sexy, that measures all the way from a quarter ounce up to two ounces, go get them, cowboy. And, yep. and get yourself one of those. I haven't seen it yet. So what I usually do is I like the Japanese style jiggers mm-hmm. and they're like kind of like the long slender looking jiggers. Whatever jigger speaks to you, get it. But you're gonna wanna make sure that you can get to a, a two ounce pour, which, you know, hey, twice, two times on a one ounce pour is fine. It's just, we're talking about time here. The important thing is, is you wanna be able to get down to a quarter ounce. And so mm-hmm. that usually comes by way of a half ounce, three quarter ounce jigger, double-sided, so there's usually a line somewhere in the, either one of those sides that delineates what a quarter ounce looks like when you're on the half ounce side, okay? So quarter ounce comes in a half ounce, three quarter ounce sized jigger, and then you're gonna want a one ounce, two ounce jigger, all right? From there, now let's talk about glassware. You gotta have some really nice looking double rocks glasses. Oh, yeah. And we're talking crystal double rocks glasses. If you can't afford the crystal, put them on your wedding gift registry. If you're not getting married anytime soon and you don't want to invest in that, just go find yourself some really good looking double rocks them too. glasses. Yeah. yeah, you can totally like go to the thrift store. Jules, yeah. you do a great job of thrifting glasses. It's my favorite. But you don't hobby. want some BS double rocks glass on your bar cart. You want something that's got weight and it's got sex appeal. So mm-hmm. go get yourself some of those. Now, while you're at it, you might as well get some nice decanters too, because again, I think of bar cart. I don't think of bottles with labels sitting on my bar cart. I think of decanters. Mm-hmm. You're going to want a minimum of three decanters. Depending mm-hmm. upon your space, you can go more, but a minimum of three. We'll talk about what goes in there in a second. Let's go ahead and let's get a couple of bitters bottles too. Here yeah. again, I'd say two. You could go three and be just fine. And that is Angostura bitters, Peixos bitters and orange bitters. Those three bitters will universally get you a lot of places across the cocktail spectrum. Totally agree. All right. Maybe you want to go get a couple of those pop top glass bottles for your simple syrups. Those are going to stay in the fridge. You're not going to want to let those sit out on the bar cart. Right. But if you're going to make simple syrup, just make some simple syrups ahead of time, have those ready to go. Add a little alcohol, a little vodka to your simple syrup. It lasts longer. You know, if you got the room, cutting board, Small little paring knife. But again, that stuff can stay in your kitchen. So don't worry about that. But you're just going to want to make sure you got that stuff, right? You want to cut fruit. And then here's what's really important. Charged water, right? Some people call it soda water. Some people call it mineral water. Club soda. You want the ability to make charged water. One, because environmentally, it's not fun to throw all those plastic bottles, even if you are throwing them into recycling. It's just fill, right? Yeah. And it just fills up your garbage. So just go get yourself a soda stream or some type of soda sense or something that makes soda water either in single servings or multiple servings at a time that you are going to use maybe a couple of times over that night as you pour drinks and highballs, which brings me to glassware. 
So we talked about really nice double rocks glasses. Mm-hmm. If you got the space in the bar cart, great. If you don't, go ahead and keep these in your cabinet somewhere, but you want a coupe glass. You can get away with the coupe glass because you can put martinis in a coupe glass. Right. You could put champagne yes, in a coupe can. glass. I've been converted. Actually, it tastes better in a coupe it glass, does. believe it or not. I know. I've been telling. I've been telling you. I know. I hear you. I was I was giving you shit earlier in the season, <laughs> earlier when we started this off. You're going to want a highball glass because if you're going to make soda water, nothing better than a highball. We'll talk about highballs this season too. And honestly, if that's all you got for glassware, you're in fine shape. Okay. You can get the Nick and Nora's and all that other stuff later on down the road. If you want margarita glasses, sure. It's just going to look weird on your bar cart. Nick and Nora's might look nice, but you're okay without them. And an ice bucket. You're going to want an ice bucket because you're going to want ice on your bar cart. So you can store the, store the ice bucket somewhere else if you want. But if it has room in the bar cart, great. Put it on the bar cart. Let's talk about what we need for alcohol. Now, when somebody says, what do I need to stock my bar cart with? It's a tough question. I've got two questions for them. One, what do you like to drink? Because that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, is what do the people you care about like to drink? Because that is the second most important thing. <laughs> so that's true. If nobody you know drinks scotch and you don't drink scotch, scotch shouldn't go on your bar cart. Right, right. If nobody you know drinks rum and you don't drink rum, eh, rum shouldn't go on your bar cart. Although Mm -hmm. I hope you get converted at some point. At least a white rum, yeah. Yeah, rum's got a place. I mean, hey, I'm going to say at least dark rum because that's good sipping rum. But anyways, so after you figured out what do people like, and by the way, if you say, I don't like gin and I don't know anybody who does, Stop yourself. Stop it. Because you're putting gin in there anyways, and you're going to find out why. All right? (laughs) And that's just, if you haven't been listening, then you don't know why. But go back and listen to past episodes and listen to future episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You better like gin. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't, don't you dare say anything. Yeah. Stop being so scared. Try the damn gin. All right. Especially the cocktails. So... I've calmed down. Mm-hmm. Vodka. Of course, vodka, universal. Everybody loves vodka. Yeah. So vodka goes in the bar cart. Gin goes on the bar cart. And then you need the brown. You need brown liquors. And you this do. is where it gets a little tricky, right? Because does brown mean whiskey? Does brown mean bourbon? Because bourbon's whiskey, but does it mean rye? Does it mean a blended whiskey? Does it mean a scotch whiskey? You know, mm-hmm. what does brown mean to you? And by the way, does that also mean rum? Irish whiskey or brandy? That's the question that you've got to answer. And so that's where you're like, okay, what do I like to drink? What do people I care about like to drink? Yeah. But I even think your question goes beyond that of what do I like to drink? Oh, I like tequila drinks. I I think when you're building your bar cart, especially when you don't have a lot of space, you need to dive deeper into that question of not what spirit do I like to drink? What cocktails yeah. Am I drinking? Because if if you're if you have say you like scotch, but you're making most bourbon cocktails, well, you should probably put a bourbon over a scotch on your bar cart, even if you do like scotch. You know what I mean? So mm. I think it's very dependent on the cocktails you're going to be making, and yeah. I think that kind of goes in line with the first question of have three cocktails up at the ready that you like that you think your guests will like. That'll kind of help eliminate bottles for space, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you know, here's the thing: get good at making a highball. Brad, should we go into what a highball is just for a second? Well, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Jules. Two ounces spirit to four ounces soda? Sure. It, it really, it, it can be to whatever you like. But the whole idea is, is that you're taming down the spirit mm-hmm. with, with that soda carbonated water. water 
And yeah. it actually, it, it brings flavors forward out of that spirit. You're like, oh my gosh, this is totally drinkable. And then you can do crazy things like Earl Grey teas and green teas and all kinds of stuff. And oh, you know, we talk about doing highball bars later. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we'll have a whole episode on that. But for those wondering, that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about highball. Very easy, very simple. That is the answer to all of your what do I make with this questions. <laughs> Start with a highball. Yeah. Okay. Tequila, I would argue, unless you are a big tequila drinker and everybody you love is too... I don't think it belongs on your bar cart. Call me crazy. Call me controversial. Bradley. I think, it belongs in, I think it belongs in your cabinet, your liquor cabinet, for sure. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa, whoa. Those whoa. are fighting words. All right. <laughs> slow your roll. I'm not saying like it doesn't belong in your house or your apartment or whatever it is that you're living in. I'm just saying I don't think it belongs on your bar cart unless wow. it is something you consistently reach for. I, if you oh, consistently oh, okay. reach for tequila or Mezcal for that matter, then yeah, put you it on the bar cart. You know they're both on mine. <laughs> uh, you drink that stuff by like, it's you true. know, the gallons, right? It is right? true. It yeah. is true. There are people who can't and don't want to step into that. And I won't get as fired up as Brad did with the gin, but I'm just saying, if you don't like tequila, it's probably because you've had bad tequila. There's good tequila. Yeah, yeah. that goes true for any spirit. If I know. you don't like, oh, I really hate Mezcal, well, okay, I've had good mezcals and I'm like, mm, I can't get there. But there is there there was a mezcal there for me. I mean, it was yeah. a, it was a hard journey, and I'm still getting beat up along the way on this journey by mezcals. Right. I'm like, oh god, can't but, stand, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just All right. give All right. give spirits second, third, fourth chances because Jeez, it just there's I such a wide range. Attacked on that. I know. Well, Darn, slow down. Slow down. Oh. I feel like so attacked. All right. All right, enough of the tequila. I can't take it. Yeah, where the hell are we even? Sorry, we're talking about what goes in that bar cart. So rum, I, you know what? I don't think rum belongs on the bar cart either because again, unless you are drinking tons of it yeah. and all of your friends love to drink it, fine. Put a rum on your on your bar cart. And at that point, I hope you're putting a sipping rum on there. But otherwise, just it's going to be vodka. It's going to be gin. And then it's going to be some form of brown that's mm -hmm. important to you. And that brown could be bourbon. If you're a bourbon drinker, you think of like you walk over, you grab the decanter of bourbon, you grab a glass, you put a couple ice cubes in there if you want, depending upon proof of the bourbon, or maybe you put a little water in there and then you just pour the bourbon in. Or maybe yeah. it's, you know, you want a vodka on the rocks or you want to make a martini, right? You can do that in a coupe glass, by the way, you know, and then you've got your vermouths. Don't put your vermouths on your bar cart either. That stuff belongs in your fridge. And while you're buying vermouth, if you didn't catch it in previous episodes, you buy the splits, buy the half size bottles, don't buy mm -hmm. the full 750s because they're bound to go bad. That's why I say you should know what cocktails you're making because if we tell you you need a dry vermouth and a sweet vermouth and you don't like Negroni, so you're not making, you're not using the sweet vermouth and that sweet vermouth is going to go bad. So definitely when it comes to vermouths or liqueurs that don't have a shelf life like gin, make sure you're going to use it. So know the drinks you're going to make with it. Yeah. And you, we should actually do an episode on kind of like how you figure this stuff out. Because, you know, like I've, I've had Campari and I, I don't even know what the ABB is on Campari really offhand, but oh, so good. I had Campari sit for a long time and been just fine. And, and the same thing with Kahlua. I had that sit for a long time. And, you know, maybe I'll be surprised. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, 80, it's 80 proof. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But I don't think it is. Anyways, so that's what I would put on my bar cart is those essential things thing. So it's two, two whites, you know, the vodka and the gin, and then you got to make the call on what that brown is and just think about what's important. Yeah. And, and what can I reach and make a quick drink with? And if all else fails, make a highball. 
make a highball or a daiquiri. Wow, that was 20 minutes. I know. Hmm. We can talk a while. It's hard. Again, I think it all goes down to just make what you like, have the tools necessary, which we went through. And then from there, it's all preference. But throughout this season and the seasons before, we are your guide to try to figure out the cocktail for you so then you can go and have those things on your bar and make them the right way or make them a funky way with me. And that's why we're here. We're here yeah. to be your booze liaisons. Liaisons. <laughs> and my promise, and Jules, I know your promise too, the things, the thing I will promise to everybody who listens to this is that I will try and have tried every drink I am talking about. Yes. I'm not going to tell you to make something that will taste like crap. You may not like it because you don't like the flavor profile. And that's one thing. But yeah. somebody else will like it. But I'm just not going to shoot from the hip and grab some crazy ass recipe and say, hey, try this. No, we won't make you anything that tastes poopy. Nothing, Nothing poopy. poopy. <laughs> nope, poopy. Drinks no then. poopy. Okay. Here's a, here's a vote for scotch. Make sure Brad. you get your scotch and put it in your decanter. Do you not know what that joke's from? Poopy. It smells like poopy. <laughs> Ted Lasso. It smells like poopy. <laughs> it's from Ted Lasso. You don't watch Ted Lasso? I do smell like Ted. I, I do smell like Ted Lasso. I don't know. I've never Whoa. smelled them actually personally. Wow. Bold <laughs> hey, claims. Wow, wow. That is a delightful smell. Yeah, it's J no. Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. Oh. I poopy. Listen, I love Ted Lasso. I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of one of those people, like, I watch stuff and I absorb it. <laughs> but I don't memorize it. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That one just had me belly laughing. Maybe next season we'll do a, a episode on TV show themed cocktails. That would be fun. TV movie themed. Oh, there's lots of different ways we could go. Ooh. Okay. Well, there you go. That's that's what season three is wrapping up to look like. And we are so excited for a lot of these cocktails because, like Brad said, they're gonna be good. Real good. Real good. Right. So hang with us and we'll see you next week. Oh, see you next week. And don't forget, don't forget to infuse your what? Go infuse your Diplomatico aged white rum. Mm -hmm. See you in five days. See you in five days. Bye. Well, there you have it. Cheers, Uncle Brad. Cheers, Jules. And thank you everyone for listening to the show. Don't worry, we will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjewels.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at The Art of Drinking Podcast. And of course, find Jules at Join Jewels or Cigars and Vino, that's me, also on the Insta. And hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jewels Cocktail Club and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jewels and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts. 